All right, everyone, settle down, settle down. Yeah, everybody, shut up. We are the four people of this yes. jury. Ben and I have been elected co-foremen of this jury. We all, I know it's been a long trial for all of us. And we just want to we just want to come to a verdict and go home to our families, our wives and kids. Oh, all of the wives and kids we have and video games. Well, this is really easy anyway. I mean, we know Chad Snyder is guilty of murder. Yes, I've been saying it for years before he was even accused formally. He just seems like a murderer. He has a real murderer face, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. He, he does. Shifty and eyes. The so. whole murderer personality. I mean, his, in his defense that he said, I mean, he did say that he was set up, but... That's exactly what murderers say. Exactly. I don't think so, an innocent person would say that. So, okay, I think we're... I think, I'm, if I'm reading the room correctly, this is a unanimous decision. Actually, I don't agree. I think he's pretty innocent. Okay. All right. Ter- terrifying bareface. Why? Why do you? I don't understand. It's Chad. You know, it's Chad Snyder, right? It's he's my best friend. Well, then you shouldn't be on the jury. That seems like a huge conflict of interest. Well, isn't it a conflict of interest for us too? We were the ones that caught him. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm beginning to question the entire legal <laughs> system now. None of this makes sense. Not many people live in Happy Town, I guess. I guess so. Population of like. 14. Yeah, and, and 12 of them are on the jury right now. Yeah, one is the, the judge, other... and the other was Chad Snyder. Yeah, one was accused of murder, or committed murder. Yeah. Did anyone else disagree or agree with us? Regis thinks he's guilty of manslaughter. Oh, so I guess we really only have to convince one person? All right, two people? <laughs> okay, all right. Not bad, not bad. Okay, well, I, 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 can, I, can, I can hold out. I think if we, just, if, we just give them, if we just give them about an hour to really go over the evidence and think it through, I'm sure they'll come around to our point of view. Yeah, maybe Regis and Crazy Dimitri can convince the other two. Yes, yes. It's up to you guys. A, a man's life is in your hands and he's guilty so just go ahead and go with that a guilty man's life is in your hands <laughs> so well, we'll just be over here recording a podcast while you guys figure this out yes yeah, so, so talk quietly guys cast with Ben and Brian. I am Brian, and I'm joined by none other than the new Colonel Sanders himself, Ben. No, you're not. How you doing, Colonel? Colonel Ben? Benders? Colonel, Colonel Benders. Colonel Benders Chicken, that's right. Yeah, I do like chicken. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with that. Have you oh, seen, have like, you, 
Have yeah. you seen? Have you seen the Colonel? Have you seen that they resurrected the Colonel Ben? I saw that they were, but I have not actually seen the Colonel yet. Oh, I, I was lucky enough to uh, catch a an ad for KFC featuring the Colonel in air quotes uh, earlier today. Is he creepy? No, no. It's um, it's Daryl Hammond from SNL. Uh, just, just being Colonel Sanders. It's really weird because Colonel Sanders was a real dude. He's not a mascot. Yeah. He's not like Ronald McDonald. Well, he he's is a now. guy. Well, so. wasn't Wendy a real person? I think she still is. She's still living. Oh, well, see, but what if they start doing Wendy's commercials with a fake Wendy? Well, they kind of have again, right? Because you have the the person that's running the business, Dave Thomas's daughter. She was oh, the yeah. original Wendy. But then they did hire they hired like a like a like a like a younger redheaded actress that is like another Wendy and then there's like a cartoon version oh. of the mascot. It's really weird. I did not know that one. Yes. Yeah, I sorry man. I, I have uh, a Hulu Plus subscription and that means I get to see the same four ads over and over. So oh, don't ask me anything about fast food ads. No, it's cool. They're like fifteen seconds long. It's uh it's a good service. You also have to see it over and over. This week's episode of Happy Cast brought to you by Hulu Plus. Well, anyway, Ben, uh, let's move the show onward to Happy Hour. It's happy, happy Hour is the part of the show where we talk about the thing that is making us most happy this week. Ben? Hmm. What is your Happy Hour? Well, uh, I'm going to go with a movie this time. But not a current movie. Oh. A really, okay. really Classic. old movie. From Oh, I thought maybe you were going for like a future movie, like ten years from now there's gonna be this movie. No, not, that's not, my happy hour. The movie that oh well there are, I do have some of those that I'm happy about, movies that are coming a, out eventually. A, a, Avengers ten. Yeah. Oh ten years. That's that's way too soon for Avengers ten. Maybe Avengers Re- 4. Return of Old Ron. Old Ron. No, it's a yeah, really, that's, that's the villain, right? Old Ron. Old Ron. What? Uh, old Ron Weasley? No, I, I don't know. I don't know Old Ron's last name, but it's like uh, Avengers, it's me, Old Ron. Yeah, you're not gonna fool me a second time. And then they just crush him with a hammer or something. Really? It's, it's like it's a cartoon. Well, yeah, what? Yeah. Well, what does I mean, I would hammer, hate. I guess. That's true. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. I would hate for my comic book movies to be too cartoonish, though. Oh yeah, that would be dark and gritty. Uh, but no, Those it's are good a too. Movie. Let's not let's not sell short the Dark Knight. Ben, it's a masterpiece. I know, but Superman, Man of Steel. Well, that's just a bad movie. <laughs> well, it's right. not the, the 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 tone of that movie isn't what broke it. It's the fact that it is a poorly made film. Okay. Well, I'm gonna flashback all the way to 2007. For this movie. Whoa. All the way. All right, man. Uh, it's a movie I did not hear about until just a couple months ago uh, called Trick or Treat. It's a tiny R with an apostrophe next to it. Like, it's supposed to be or, but it's not for some reason. Trick Trick or Treat. It's Trick or Treat. Uh, I have not heard of this film. It sounds like a low-budget horror film. Well, I don't know if it was low-budget. I'm not exactly sure of the history behind it, although I could look it up to talk about it. Uh, It's four interwoven stories that all occur on Halloween. And, like, it'll cut back and forth between them 
and they're, they're pretty much unrelated. You'll just see like a character from one of them in the background of someone else's story. One is a high school principal that has a secret life as a serial killer. One is like a college girl that might have met the guy. One is a group of teenagers pulling a mean prank. And one is a woman who hates ha- Halloween who has to contend with her holiday-obsessed husband. Is he obsessed with Halloween or just holidays in general? Uh, uh, like mostly he's a big, big that Arbor one. Day fan. That one specific holiday. Okay. Yeah. Did you think he goes all out for every holiday or just Halloween? I don't know. He might. Their, their place was very decorated. Does he decorate the house for Labor Day? Uh, they did not go over that part, but maybe in the sequel that I heard they're working on, finally. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, it's. I think they classify it as an anthology film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it stars Dylan Baker, Brian Cox, and Anna Paquin. I know, yeah, it was delayed for a couple years and had a very small theatrical release. I know it made a lot of people mad because it's actually a really good movie. I liked it a lot. I was surprised. I'd never, ever heard of it because of all of the problems it had. It's hard to explain, but uh, there's even like a kind of new Halloween-type mascot that they use. Mm-hmm. I think it's like Sam, like uh, the Halloween Sam Hain or Sam Hine, however you're supposed to say it. It's supposed to be old-school Halloween. It's really good, though. There's some nice little twists in it. I like how the stories all cross over. I approve. How did you how did you find out about this um, originally? Was it recommended to you by Netflix? Netflix was like, hey, Ben, come over no. here. Let me, let me give you a hot recommendation. It was recommended to me by some video I was watching about this guy who reviews a bunch of horror films. And I watched one and we talked about it, and I said, like, wow, this looks like it's actually really good. It's not like it's a slasher mm. or anything. It's just like a cool anthology film where all of the little films take place on the same night. And it is interwoven. And you don't see like all of one and then all of the next. It just cuts between them all the time. Okay. Cool. And is it... Um, are there are there elements of comedy or is it just straight horror? Oh, no, yeah. There's like comedy stuff in there, too. It's a little bit okay, of you... all that. In, ter- in, like, in terms of tone, is it similar to like uh, The Cabin in the Woods? Uh, Maybe... Maybe kind of like that, except not exactly like that. I don't know. It's I'm trying to think of an example. Because it's mostly family-friendly, too, I think. Let me see what it's rated. Uh, some sort of... Oh, it's actually rated R. I did not realize that. Oh, yeah, I guess it is bloody sometimes. But it's not like slasher. Ew, that's super gross, bloody. Yeah, it's rated... Uh, it's labeled a comedy horror thriller. All right, so your happy hour pick is the movie Trick or Treat. Rated R. It is rated R for all the sorts of R-type things, but it's not overly any one of those R topics. Are you you saying it's not not a hard R? Yeah, yeah, it's a nice R. I mean, there is some cursing and I guess a tiny bit of nudity or something, but it's not like entirely super gory and entirely super naked or anything. Ratings are weird, Ben. I still feel weird about The Dark Knight being rated PG-13. Oh, why is that? It wasn't at all dark and have creepy, disturbing scenes. You know, I mean, I don't know. I feel like if one character in your movie gets murdered by a pencil, that should be that should be an R rating. Well, they didn't show blood, did they? That's pretty upsetting. 
So it must be pretty okay. I guess. I guess. If you say so. Uh, okay, so I shall move on to my happy hour pick. It's the television show, The Gilmore Girls. Ben, what? have you seen The Gilmore Girls? It's pretty good. Haven't you already done that? Okay, all right, all right. You, uh, good point. Then I shall take this one step further and say that my happy hour pick is the possibility of a Gilmore Girls movie. What? Uh, yes, have you heard about this? I have not. Okay. Well, uh, Scott Patterson, who is best known for playing Luke Danes on Gilmore Girls. Oh, I've heard of him. The best character. Uh, was recently on the Gilmore Guys podcast. Was he? Which I know uh, some of our listeners are, are fans of. And uh, at least two of them. I know two of our fans, oh. <laughs> are fans of that. <laughs> And uh, they, they, you know, they interviewed him for their podcast and kind of, kind of asked about the possibility of a reunion. And he was quoted as saying, "There are talks going on at the moment." Oh, I, talks! I, I can't go really go into details, but there's some activity. I'm hopeful, and I'm in. I think it would be a big event, and I think it would be a great fan celebration. That is true. Would they be able to get their sets back? I don't know. I don't know because they were on some movie lot, right? The Warner Brothers lot. Is that... Yeah, like the town was used for other movies before that. So I wonder if they could easily make it look nice, use it again. Hmm, it's a good question. It would be tricky. It would be tricky. I um, I don't know. Just they they don't have to have it in the same city, uh, town. It doesn't have to take place in Stars Holler. It you does can have it... too. <laughs> No, no, just transplant it. It's like Gilmore Girls in the big city. Uh, I, I don't know about that. In fact, that was the that was. In fact, they just want to get uh, Scott Patterson on board for a spinoff and just have Luke running a diner in New York. I would be on board with that. What if he ran the Seinfeld diner and we never knew? Yeah, yeah, he runs he runs Monks. Yeah. What? So Adrian Monk runs that one. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, you're right. Maybe they co-run it. Yep, that's right. Uh, Luke from Gilmore Girls and Adrian Monk co-owning a diner. I would watch that show. Think of all the hilarious <laughs> situations those guys would get into. Luke would not put up with any of Monk's problems at all. Any of Monk's Monkness? Yeah. That's why it'd be such a good show. Wait, wouldn't it be a lot like The Odd Couple? Sure, yeah. No, I, I, mean, thought... I wasn't going to... I wasn't going to say it, but... <laughs> I just realized, because one of them's, like, really clean, one of them's really messy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's an odd couple. It's a classic <laughs> formula, Ben. You can't go wrong with that. And it was totally my original idea. We're going to call it the new, new odd couple. The, the, the weird duo. Yes, the weird duo. But, uh... So that sounds like a good idea. What would they do about the whole character whoa, wait, death? What? Wait, wait, hold on, Ben. I what are you talking? I, as far as I'm concerned, the final two episodes, uh, seasons of Gilmore Girls never happened. So well, don't tell me anything about it. No, I mean like actor death. That that okay. still happened in real life. Oh, you're talking about the uh, the unfortunate uh, recent passing of uh, the uh, the actor who played Richard Gilmore. Yes. Uh, Edward Herman. Yeah. Is that correct? 
Yeah. Uh, I don't, I mean, you know, you, you, you would pay tribute to him. You'd ride around it. You would say that he passed away probably from like a heart thing. Right. Maybe they would CG him. No, no, that'd be terrible. Give him the, like Paul Walker. I'm in there. Yeah. No, no. I mean, he's, he's a great character. He was a beloved character, but I, I, there, there is a version of this story that could be told without him. He's not a crucial part of it. He's not one of the titular characters. Maybe he'll just be out on business like he often was on the show. Yeah, he's uh, way in Tulsa again. Oh, that, that's Chandler. Oh, sorry, sorry. But uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, it'd be cool if this thing happens. I don't know. Uh, a movie could be interesting. Uh Personally, I'd prefer to see it take the form of, like, a six-episode miniseries. Oh, that would be good. Like seeing Netflix uh, pick it up, because they have a track record of doing this kind of thing. They picked up The Killing after AMC dropped it, and uh, more more famously, they commissioned a fourth season of Rest of Development. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I'm waiting for the fifth. And, and I, feel, I, feel, I feel like... Uh, Having Gilmore Girls show up on Netflix kind of is mainly responsible for this um, this big surge in its popularity. It's the first time it's been accessible to a lot of people, and I feel like a lot of people are either returning to the show that were fans or getting into it for the first time. So uh, maybe maybe someone at Netflix has access to that data, and they're like, "Yeah, this would be this would be a good business thing." Yeah, that that makes sense. Then I don't I don't know. I'm not gonna pretend like I know how business works, Ben. I'm not a businessman. You're close. You're sure, a I'm man. Close. I am a. I'm not a businessman. I am a man, man. See that counts then. So you're halfway there. Sure. Better than being a business, business. Yeah, which I guess a is a business that sells businesses. Yeah. Well, that those exist, I think. Really? Well, I mean, some people have to keep buying up businesses and selling them off to other people. Okay. Seems to Good happen point. a lot. Good point. Fair enough. Well, with that behind us, uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll pick up in the Bummer Patrol. What you're about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They're actual ghosts with a case pending in the afterlife court. Both parties have agreed to dismiss their court cases and have their disputes settled here by Ghost Judge. First up today case of slime and punishment he's been accused by neighbors of littering shared property with ectoplasm let's hear what the ghost judge has to say if you don't find me innocent i'm gonna kill you mr slime i will not have that kind of threat thrown around in my court i ain't afraid of no ghost i sentence you to 500 hours of community service at the boys and ghouls center you're busted and that makes me feel good Next up on Ghost Judge, the case of Casper the Fiendly Ghost. Casper is charged with possession with intent to scare. He claims he's innocent, but Ghost Judge has something else to say. I swear, Your Honor, I did not possess that truck dealer. Mr. Casper, this innocent act might fool some people among us, but I can see right through you. I sentence you to house arrest in peace. Next up on Ghost Judge is the case of Live and Let Clyde. Inky, Blinky, and Pinky are suing their roommate and co-worker Clyde over a contract dispute. 
in which he refuses to change his name to match their rhyming scheme. Let's hear what Ghost Judge has to say about that. Hey, I ain't changing my name for nobody, you see? Clyde is a family name. Order! Order in Ghost Judge's court! I will give you no quarter, sir. I sentence you, sir, to infinite death by Pac-Man. And you also have to change your name legally from Clyde to Stinky. Oh, man. Catch cases like this and many more, weeknights at 7, only on... Welcome to the Bummer Patrol. We're going to talk about the things Scott is feeling a little bit down. Ben, go ahead. Ah, oh, Bummer Patrol. I'm bummed that I don't have a Bummer Patrol. That seems like a bit of a cop-out. All right, that's that's not true, then. Uh, I'm going to go with the whole genre of fantasy. Oh, Ben, come on. Come on. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna just... Write off an entire genre of fiction. It's very uncool. Very close-minded, man. Uh, I'm not saying it's terrible. Just for me, it is. It is very terrible for me. Uh, so, I don't like fantasy stuff. For a very similar reason, I don't like space stuff. I, I've mm -hmm. talked about it before, both of these things before. But this time, I'm going to be very, I guess, specific about it. Uh, so, fantasy and space... Most of the time in these games or TV shows, they kind of like you, you need to already understand the world is usually how they set it up. And that's an OK way to write stuff where it's just you're in the world and you learn stuff by soaking it in. But I hate yeah. soaking in the information yeah, no. and the lore of fantasy and and space stuff. I mean, I, I guess you're right. I mean, it's kind of um, that's pretty that's a. You know, that's a storytelling principle that I really respect. The idea of showing your audience something instead of telling them. Instead of sitting down like, all right, so uh, 30 years ago, we ran out of water, and that led to this event, and all this stuff happened, and then these two groups split off. And I don't want to be uh, taking a fictional world's history class. Um, yeah. I, feel like, I feel like the new Mad Max movie that I raved about last uh last week did a really great job of just kind of uh, immersing the, the the audience into the world and kind of figuring it out as you go along well see with stuff like that i'm okay with that anyway because it's already based in sort of you know earth things are at least really familiar the stuff you would see there's not anything yeah. super weird and then uh, all right so i've been trying to play recently uh a game called dragon age inquisition I started that today mm -hmm. to see if I could play it. Well, at the start, first I had to sit through a cutscene of a bunch of stuff happening, magic and junk. And then I had to go through some conversations with people about stuff I didn't know and that my character was already supposed to know. That's one problem I have. My character knows this stuff, and so I, it's implied that I'm also supposed to know it, but I have no clue what they're talking about. So I don't know what my opinions are on any of it. Mm -hmm. So how am I supposed to respond to, to this conversation tree? And then I have to go fight, and I understand that. I know how to fight in fantasy games because it's not much different from fighting in other games. And I mean, like, well, I think Borderlands helps with that because they have similar classes usually. 
So I got that down. And then after that, another long cutscene with people I don't know talking about things I don't understand but am supposed to. And I think maybe I would if I went back and read all of the lore that I unlocked in the first five minutes. But I don't want to sit here and read for the first five minutes I'm playing a game. I, w- I want to play the game first and then maybe read if I'm interested in what's going on like I am in Fallout. And then I got stuck into about an hour of walking around this town. I guess I didn't have to do this, but I felt like I was supposed to talk to all these people who are on my side and have these huge conversation trees and talk to them about their histories and all of this other stuff I don't understand. I had a similar problem with Mass Effect when I first started the first one. I tried to play it, and I just could not do it because they were talking about all the stuff I'm supposed to understand. I actually went back and read the lore this time. It took me about 15 minutes to get through all the lore they start you off with and then i kind of started liking it because i knew what was going on but i guess it also helped because a lot of the places you go are hey this is prison but space like oh this is like a shopping center but in space it's a space bank and that's easy for me to understand but they're talking about actually i don't even remember what the crap they're talking about in dragon age that's the problem i have with stuff like uh game of thrones and see, all right, Harry Potter is technically fantasy, but you know what? It starts in a normal world. The world is pretty much normal, except for this castle with magic people. You're from the point of view of a guy, of a kid that only knew stuff as normal up until like that day. Yeah, I mean, that, you know, that makes sense having having a character kind of be a surrogate for the audience that is experiencing the stuff for the first time, figuring it out, but. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. This, uh, they're different different methods. I think they're both valid. Um, oh, I, yeah, this is a personal opinion thing because it's Bummer Patrol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's just that is why I don't like fantasy stuff. I'm trying to think of more fantasy stuff that I don't like because there's a bunch of it. Uh, Lord of the Rings I was able to do because I tried reading it as a kid. And also a lot of it is uh, Bilbo or Frodo, they've never left the Shire. The Shire is just like a country village. Then So you're seeing everything from their point of view where they learn all about all of this junk. And so you're also introduced to it in a similar way. I wish more fantasy stuff would do that because I'm not pre-familiar with all of your history and lore. And I don't mm-hmm. want to sit here and read through it right now because I chose a video game so I could play a game, not so I could read a, no- a fantasy novel. Yeah, <sighs> I'm okay with Skyrim because I don't have to pay attention to the lore. Most of it doesn't really seem to matter to what I am trying to do currently. I can just run around and go through like dungeons or tombs doing my thing. And occasionally someone will talk to me, but they kind of put it in easier terms for someone who's not familiar with fantasy to understand. I know you've had a problem with fantasy in the past. No. Yeah. No, I, I hate it. I no, I, I, if anything, I agree with everything you're saying, but more so, except I don't like, I don't like Skyrim or Lord of the Rings that much. So well, I, I'm on board Skyrim with everything you're saying. It's just the gameplay anyway. Because the gameplay is just like stabby Fallout. But I don't like being in the world. It's a, I, like being just, just occupying that space is uninteresting to me. I don't like the things I see or the people I talk to. And it's, it's just a personal taste thing. I don't like it. That's, uh, I think it's another reason that whenever I play fantasy games, I tend to be watching Netflix at the same time. Mm-hmm. But I cannot do that with Dragon Age. There's so much story and everyone has to always talk about something that I have to yep. just sit here and wait. And I, I couldn't even at least – uh, I forgot. What, there are some games that do it where you can read what they say as they say it. But you can press A to skip to the next line or page 
All right. Because yeah, you read faster. You can't in this have to sit here and wait for them to slowly talk about everything and their entire histories. Because I care why this merchant or why he's a merchant now. For some reason, I care about that. It's just some yeah. kind of a merchant. <sighs> no, no, I can see it. It's, uh, you know, some people are into it. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't really scratch my itch. Doesn't work for you either. But uh... I've also been playing another fantasy game. Uh, well, it's an MMO, but uh, I'm playing one on consoles called Neverwinter. It's free, and it is technically fantasy. Mm, but yes. you know what? There's so much gameplay. You don't have to know any story to play it. Go talk yes. to guy. Guy says, "Go kill these things and get these things." I go do that stuff. I'm good to go. I, I tried that. I also don't like that. I have a very low tolerance for fantasy set dressing. Just, well, I'm not really paying know. attention to it. Okay, so it's like a mindless thing. It's, yeah, oh yeah. Well, it's an MMO, so it's really it's mindless like, anyway. It's like it's like playing Fruit Ninja. Yeah, but I sit here and play it. It's not that challenging, really. Mm. If there's a boss, I can occasionally pause my show. But I can sit here and watch Chuck. While I just run around, stab this stuff. Uh, one thing that doesn't help also is you always start in the least interesting setting of all settings. The fields or the forest. Always mm-hmm. start in one of those. That happens in Mario and Sonic too. But at least they have like cool stuff like Goombas and those weird fish robots or something. But this is, ah, oh, you're in a field. Kill a goblin. So do you feel like Dragon Age could be saved for you if there was like a Goomba or a robot fish? Maybe something like that. Or if it just had something different that wasn't just, hey, fantasy. And then you have to know what everyone's saying all the time or else you're not going to fully understand what's happening, which I already don't. I get I I don't know. Maybe I mean, just just for me, maybe part of my problem with it is that usually these fantasy worlds are completely absent of any kind of sense of joy. Just everything's so dire all the time. Like, you, 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 I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's not a pleasant place for me to spend time. Just, just I, I don't know. It doesn't click for me. Yeah, there's that. It seems that, like, everyone is poor. Because, I mean, that's just how it looks. Even though, even the rich people, they live in these dirty castles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, come on. Hire a castle cleaner or something. Yeah, like that. I'm sure they need them. I'm sure the people out there need jobs. If you have treasure chests full of gold, pay someone to clean your castle. No, no, you know, I mean, really, the the prime the prime concern of people living in these fantasy worlds is to just not be eaten by a dragon any given day. Well, that's, that's how it, it seems. But this is a safe area I'm in. At least I thought it was. But then there's some kind of green tornado made of magic or something. I don't understand. I don't know. <sighs> I, this is a conversation I've had many, many times over with many different people, and uh, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I just keep coming back to it being a taste thing because it, I, I, a friend of mine always throws back in my face like, "All this stuff you're saying applies exactly to Fallout, and you love that." I'm like, "Yeah, but I, I, don't, I just I enjoy being in that world. I don't know." Well, don't yeah. Know. Well, also for me with Fallout, that's a relatable world. That is a world I know. That like it's like oh it's 1950s world but then nuclear stuff happened then and then everything's bad but I go into a place I can look at it and go oh hey I'm in a ruined supermarket but in this yeah. I'm like oh I'm in a cave that I guess had a bandit or something I don't know they don't have supermarkets they don't have robot factories but that's stuff I can still relate to somehow 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you understand how it got from A to B, like how we went from being in our world to the setting of that game. Yeah. Well, and uh, what a lot of these types of games like to do is have their uh, subtle storytelling where you just come in, you see like the set pieces, the items laying around, the way skeletons are posed, and you can kind of figure out what happened there. And I think it's really interesting. But in this, that you can't do that in games like this. It's like you have to talk to someone else who says it was some kind of crazy magic curse that did this and that to them. I I, I also don't like Legend of Zelda. That's too fantasy for me as well. It, that is not even really that fantasy. Yep, totally is. Totally no. same thing. It's a fantasy world with magic and swords, and I hate it. But that's not even the same kind of thing. But it's the same idea. It's the same setting. It's, you know, uh, the gameplay is different. The way you interact with it is different, but it's still a world that I just never, never enjoyed. Uh, have you played the best ones yet, or just the bad you ones? Mean, you mean Majora's Mask, that the is, best one? That is one of the best ones. Yeah, I enjoyed that one a lot. See? I did not enjoy Skyward Sword. Oh, yeah, but it sounds like my problem is with story-based games, which it's not. I like story-based games, too, sometimes. Like, you know, the Batman games. I liked the Lord of the Rings game, and it was story-based. Are those story-based? Batman was. Hmm. Latest Batman. We're punching a bunch of people. The Arkham games, yeah, there's a lot of heavy story stuff, and I would have to... The Assassin's Creed games, I have to, like, not watch stuff during major parts of the game. So it's not just that, but those worlds are all relatable worlds to me. I can see what's mm -hmm. going on. I know how things are connecting and how things went from place to place. I don't need to read a bunch of lore unless I feel like it and I'm interested. I don't want the lore to be required lore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, no lore requisite. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, as someone who's agreed with everything you said, uh, I, I will I will just put forth the idea that maybe maybe we're just broken since like the Game of Thr the Game of Thrones is like the biggest TV show of all time now and people like all every every Hobbit movie made a billion dollars it's just you know there's there's something there's something broken deep within inside ourselves that keeps us from connecting to this I guess some people just don't like fantasy stuff I don't know yeah I mean this is well this is well covered territory I yeah. think we did a fight court about it in episode seven i yeah I think that that sounds about right, but yeah, in which you defended fantasy storytelling, you're like, I like it, it's fun I mean, that does not sound right <laughs> yep I don't like fantasy storytelling. I can play some fantasy games sometimes, but then they end up throwing way too many stats at you, and they don't explain the stats. that's the worst part so I'm playing neverwinter and they're giving me these stats. Like, okay, so there's recovery and there's health. I kind of I know what health is. I assume recovery is recovering your health. There's lifesteal. Then there's defense, deflection, and AC. Those are all defense stats. I don't know what the difference is between any of them. I just put on the one they say is recommended or the one that I think looks cool. It's, uh, I have no idea what any of that stuff means. And they don't tell you unless you go and look it up. Yeah, I mean, but that that case specifically, I think that comes from that game's uh, Dungeons and Dragons roots. Yeah, but you still think they, they would explain like how to play the game? I don't know. You like click on stuff and it dies. Is that pretty much the gist of it? Oh, I get to tap right trigger and stuff dies. Oh, okay. All right. That, that sounds that sounds more accessible to me. Yeah, and I get to tap right trigger and then sometimes press X, Y, or B to use special attacks. Hmm. But then when it starts getting into 
coordinate with your team. Make sure you have a guardian and a cleric and all this stuff so you can work together. I'm like, no, I'm no, not doing that. I'm playing this MMO to play by myself, not to play with others, which sounds dumb, but that's why I'm playing it. Yeah, yeah. So you're in, you're just not into the the MMO part of MMOs. That. The RPG is fine. Well, the RP- other than the way too many stats and screens and equip stuff, all that stuff okay. is less fine. I don't like having so too many stats that aren't explained. So you just like that it's a game, just that it's a G. For that one, yes, that is a G of the RPG. Well, I mean, I don't mind RPGs. I like Fallout, but you know in Fallout, you can go through and look at what your different stats mean. You can know what small guns means, or, or stealth, or any, or like doctor, or science. Easily understandable. Dark Souls 1, I had a hard time starting. They don't explain any of the stats. It's That whole game is very vague. Dark Souls 2, they explain what everything is. And then a lot of people just play the games to like min-max their characters to make sure they are the ultimate weapon or whatever crap it is. Well, uh, um, just just for the the listener, what what uh, what is min-maxing? Oh, I was about to explain that part next. Because uh, I, I I say it's for the listener, but really it's for me. I don't know what that means. Oh yeah, that was that was my next sentence. I think um, it's pretty much just trying to do the exact right choices to make sure that your character gets all of the possible stat points, or gets upgraded in the most perfect way, where you don't miss out on anything, and you could be just as the most powerful you can be at any one time. And it's really annoying because usually it requires a bunch of grinding, like just killing enemies over and over and over. Like, just to hope you get one specific weapon drop or having to follow a very specific plan for how you spend your leveling up points. And it seems to be less fun then and more just, like, a job of it. Like, oh, your mission is to do this, this, and this. Add your points this way. No one else can be any different if you want to be good at the game. It's annoying. But, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll stop my rant. Okay. All right. Fantasy, fantasy stuff. Yeah, it's, I had to, I had to hold back. I didn't want that to turn into one of our famous co-bashing sessions. I didn't want it to be a Godfather situation. Oh, it would have been so good though. You also hate so much fantasy. I have so much hate. I'm so, I'm capable of such hate. I had to hold back. Every time I see Game of Thrones, I just get bored. If I see like, <laughs> a clip of it, I don't want to look at this. Everyone is just dirty in rags and talking about things I don't care about. In ways that I don't care to hear people talk. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you just hate poor people. No, no, because <laughs> there are kings on that show who also talk the same way, and I hate them just as much. But they're they are poor of morals and character. Well, everyone in Mad Men is poor of morals and character. Ah, uh, but they're so. <laughs> you know what? That show's uh, relatable. I know what the '60s are. Uh. I have an idea of what the '60s are. If Mad Men's to be believed. That's exactly how they were, I bet. Mm. Hey, if you were alive in the 60s, let us know if that's how it is. Sure, sure. I'd like to hear about that. I'll stop my rant so you can do your Bummer Patrol now. So would you play a Mad Men RPG? It wouldn't be very fun. Are you sure? Well, walk around in Mm -hmm. office. Walk in the office. Go home and drink. you You have to make a, you know, craft a pitch, you know... Take take clients out for dinner. Sounds more like a Telltale game. I know, yeah, that's what I was thinking about. What's well, not an RPG I'm big, then? I'm a big fan of those, most of them, the the Walking Dead ones. 
those are good ones. The Borderlands one were surprisingly good. I, I, I yeah, yeah. I mean, I couldn't get into it, but I don't like Borderlands. Well, you don't have to like the story or anything for that place. But just the world. I don't like the world of Borderlands. Uh, the world is the same as Mad Max World, kind of. Mm, See, I'm no. okay with that game. It's technically a space game, but yeah. it's on a planet where They're everything like space is corporations. Normal. Everything's just normal stuff there. I, get, I, get, I also don't like the sense of humor. I don't know. Oh, okay. Weird. They're like, ah, dubstep, like the internet. I'm like, yeah, I know. Well, I get it. Well, it's more like they're doing that satirically now. Yeah, no. All right, so what's your bumper patrol? Hey, man, uh, you know when you uh, sign into something online and you get that little security question? I put in my password. My password went through. But it's like, we just need a little extra push. We need to just, you know, verify that it's to you. So, like your bank account or, you know, whatever. Uh, it's like, okay, you just have to answer this question. I uh, I realized the other day that that's not very secure. I, I'm not, you know, anybody that has had any interaction with me, if they if they got that far into the process and it was like, What's your favorite movie? It's like that's it's uh, pretty. I don't know. It's just an easy one to crack. The fact that I that you know, like eighty percent of the time I'm wearing a Back to the Future T-shirt. That's a little. That's a little on the nose. Like, should I should I actually answer my least favorite movie? Would that make it more secure? You should pick different questions entirely. Ones that you probably won't remember as well, maybe, but are they are less likely to come up in casual conversation. But that also seems like that seems also very problematic. And also, I put the password in perfectly. Why do I have to answer the question? It doesn't. It just doesn't. It doesn't connect with me. I never understand that part. But I guess if someone's on your computer or phone or whatever, I don't know. Like the questions I usually use are like my maternal grand grandparents' uh, middle name. People aren't going to just casually know that. Yeah, but then I get into the I get in the situation where. Like I have to, like I have to do research. Like, okay, what is, what is? I have to call my mom. Like, hey, you know, yeah, I need to know this information for bank reasons. Don't worry oh, about I it. Oh, I just knew that part. That's why I didn't know. It works for me that way. Ah, okay. Or uh, I don't know. Have you ever seen a situation where you get to like write your own question? That seems like a good workaround. Yeah. Well, then you can just put something like uh, best lost character. But everybody knows oh. who the best lost character is. Ben. You need to you need to be like who lies in the shadow of the statue. Yeah, well people could Google that. Have something weirder. Yeah, like a, a like an L U in joke. Mm. Like the best <sighs> contributor is. And you have uh, to yes. put it in. <laughs> Type in the Wootinator. Hey, whoa, whoa. Last week I remember you saying that I was the best contributor. Did I? Did I say Pretty that? Pretty sure you stated that I am by far the best. I might have said one of. Top four. No, you said... I probably said top four. You said, quote, Molten Panther is the best contributor I've ever had on the entire podcast. Okay, well, I mean, it's a quote. I can't argue with that. If you don't believe us, go back and listen to that episode. I, I'll, I'll take your word for it. No, I mean, that was for the listeners. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Oh hey, um, while we're in the Bummer Patrol, uh, can, I, can I share can I share an update uh, to my to my um, danger zone from a few months back? 
Yeah. It's uh, you remember when the a uh, uh, down on his luck uh, gentleman approached me, and then we went on a adventure throughout town, driving here to there and back and forth. Oh yeah, your homeless date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. I uh, the other day I pulled into the uh, Taco Bell drive uh, drive through. I was in the parking lot actually, and this Taco Bell is by like a like a heavily wooded area. So I pull into the parking space, and then dude emerges from the woods like walks right at me i'm like oh this is gonna be fun all right so i roll down my window he's like hey brother you got a few dollars to help uh, help a guy out and you do some laundry maybe buy a can of treat for lunch and uh i'm like no nah, i'm sorry i actually don't care any cash sorry i can't really help you out uh i was gonna buy a black i could buy you lunch though is that cool he's like yeah oh, that'd be great that'd be great man i'm like okay cool cool what do you want i'll get whatever you want he's like uh, anything no don't worry you know it doesn't matter so okay i'll get you exactly what i get just that'll be fair so i pull through the drive-through and then i pull back around to where he is i hand him the food and he's like oh yeah all right that's uh thank you man i really appreciate it i was like hey uh real quick while i have you um you know, there used to be a guy like in this area named James. You know it? Do you know a James by any chance? And he's like, ah, I might. Uh, yeah, I think I do. I know a James. He he lives over back this way in a trailer. I'm like that doesn't maybe that doesn't sound like the James I know. It could be. I don't know. He's like, yeah, I could. Next time I see him, I could. I could. You know, mention you. So what? what what's your name? So I had to think back. Like, okay, what name did I give James? Um. Bill, I'm like, yeah, Bill. My name's Bill. He's mm. like, all right, all right. I'll, well, I'll, yeah, I'll tell, I'll tell, I'll tell James that you said hey. I'm like, all right, it's great. So, um, I, I'm waiting to hear back if it is the same James or in fact a different James. But I, I feel very confident it could be the same guy, and I would like to get him on the podcast. I would not. Really, you'd be against that? I, I do not think that would be a good idea at all. You don't think it would be entertaining? It I'm sure he's would. got stories. But it's not a good idea. Okay. All right. All right. I'll let you veto that idea then. That is good. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, let's move onward to channel surfing. Welcome to Chanel surfing. I don't want to surf on Chanel. Minute. Okay, let me make a quick change. Welcome to Channel Surfing. Okay, there we go. Which we talk about our most recent television viewing habits. Ben, what's been on the tube lately? I don't even own a television. <laughs> Is that true? No. No, you own a TV. I was I, at your house. Yeah, also, that's how I play video games. I mean, I thought maybe you had like a really nice computer monitor. Oh no, it's it's a it's a TV. Well, uh, so I have been watching uh, with Megan. Uh, it's been like three or four different shows. I'm gonna have to pick one. Uh, Once upon a time. Once mm. upon a time. I'm a season behind. I'm going with that. Okay. All right. So, what is Once Upon a Time all about? Well, it's the show owned by ABC. But that's that's important. Uh, there's this lady bounty hunter person who lives in Boston, and uh, a kid comes to see her and says, "Hey, 
come back with me. You're my mom. And she's like, what? But she does. And she goes to the town of Storybrooke, Maine, where it turns out everyone is some sort of uh, fairy tale character, but none of them remember who they are except one, the one that is the evil queen who caused the curse in the first place. That uh, This show is by uh, Eddie Kitsis and Adam Horowitz, who do a lot of good, or did a lot of good stuff on Lost. They did like all the fun episodes, I guess, like the Hurley stuff, and they write like the, the fun characters in that show, stuff like that. Well, they got their own show after Lost ended, and it was this, and it follows a very Losty structure, where stuff happens present day, and it flashes back. But in this case, it usually flashes back to what the character was up to back in the Enchanted Forest, which is what the fairy tale world is called. And not to get too complicated, but there are a bunch of different worlds. Like, there's one that is Wonderland, there's one that is Neverland, but uh, these people are all from the Enchanted Forest. And so it'll the episode will be, like, mostly about them and how the main character, Emma, is having to deal with what's going on in town. And then it'll flash back to what they were up to. And then as the show goes just like Lost, it's, it gets less and less episodic and more serial. Not as in, like, the podcast, but as in, you know, how shows work. Supernatural did the same thing. A lot of shows do that do that kind of thing. And now if you were to, just, if you were to watch just a random episode, you would probably have no idea what's going on, couldn't really follow it. But if you start from the start, it's a really good show. Uh, they cover all sorts of stuff. They get to do a lot of Disney-like... Uh, references since ABC owns the show and so they, they pull off from those properties but also from the real well I guess real real but like the storybook version of them the darker version of them like a like a Brothers Grimm kind of thing? Yeah a little bit like that sometimes with the stories. A lot of times it, uh, with the flashbacks they kind of show oh look and you're expecting it to be just like the Disney version but then some kind of twist happens that makes it different or darker or Rumpelstiltskin gets his hands in something. Uh, he is one of the main antagonists along with the evil queen for a lot of the show. And, uh, but yeah, it's kind of cool. They have a lot of like the characters knew each other in the past, but they don't now because of the big curse. The evil queen did. Uh, I actually like it. The fantasy half of it, which is the, I guess the flashback stuff. I am okay with it because it's just fairy tale stuff. It's all, I mean, I know who the characters are already because of my previous knowledge of Disney properties and fairy tales. There's no huge lore I have to learn. It's really easy. Uh, the Storybrook itself town is nice. I like how it looks. The characters are cool. I really like what they've been doing with how they introduce new people and have really big twists. They've had a lot of lost actors on the show, like the secondary cast mostly, but still, it's been really cool. I don't know. I like the show a lot. Uh, the first three seasons are on Netflix. And is season four, four currently airing, or did it just wrap up? I think four just wrapped up. We've only watched the first episode of season four. Uh, it's starting to do Frozen stuff, but it seems that it's going to be a version of it I like, and not a version of it I do not like. Which is just the normal version. Yeah, the normal version. I think this is supposed to take the Frozen stuff is supposed to take place after the movie but it looks like it's going to be like a not dark as in like true detective type of dark 
but still darker than just normal old Frozen. It still is a family show, though. There's, I mean, it's on ABC, and like I think the normal sometime around when the lost time slot was. But yeah, I think it's really good. The only character I don't like is the kid. Ah, uh, the kid. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's good show. If you're missing Lost, it is at least Lost flavored. Mm-hmm. It's it's is it... it can be seen almost as a spinoff in some ways because it's in the same world. There there are oceanic fl- uh, flights and Ajira flights depending on the time period that it takes place. Uh, they have like McCutcheon's whiskey. They use Lost numbers all over the place. You got Apollo bars. Yeah, Apollo bars all over the place. So I, I think it's just in the same world. It makes me wonder if, you know, the worlds that there are, like Enchanted Forest and Neverland and Wonderland, if one of them is Lost Island. It's just another one of the worlds that exists. Yeah, we'll have to wait until season eight to find out. Yeah. But yeah, I the recommend Lost it. season. Ooh. Yeah, that sounds sounds like a sounds like a fun show. I might check that out. You should. It, the pilot's always a little bit different from the rest of the show, especially once you get like it's it, it already starts off good. Unlike uh, Arrow, which starts off not very good but gets good, this starts mm. off pretty good and gets to whoa, really good. Okay, okay. And they they take advantage of a lot of uh, non-linear storytelling techniques. Oh, all the time. That's one of the fun parts I liked about Lost and this show. We're like, uh, this episode is Snow White's, and this episode is going to be Jiminy Crickets. But then later on, you'll get a different one, further back of Jiminy Crickets. And sometimes uh, you'll get a story about, like, Rumpelstiltskin, and then about him turning into Rumpelstiltskin from a normal dude, and then him as a kid in a different episode, and, like, what happened was his, his father. And they do, they do that a lot, where uh, certain characters end up being responsible for a lot of the major decisions in the show. We just never knew it, because it never flashed back to that part of their storyline they even do like a flash forward thing occasionally okay cool sounds good i'm a, I'm a fan of those tricky storytelling techniques yeah, it has a lot of lost type storytelling which is to be expected coming from two of the more popular writers of lost do you ever get any unreliable narrator stuff uh well the flashbacks usually are just how how it actually straight, happened yeah straight flashbacks yeah they are just act, not like them telling the story because they don't remember it especially in the first okay. season they, they have no clue what happened it's just telling us what happened mm, okay yeah um but uh sometimes you will get stuff where some characters that do remember when that starts happening they'll start telling the main characters and other characters what happened and then as the flashback goes you find out how wrong that is so I guess if you want to count that as unreliable narrator, mm. no, no, it sounds a bit dodgy. Okay, it's not like it's not like How I Met Your Mother unreliable narrator. Oh no, not like that. Well, I mean, it's different though because they are just, I mean, flashbacks aren't aren't from anyone's point of view. It's just telling okay. us what happened then, and they even do some time travel stuff at one point. Oh, all right. Not an entire season, though. Not an entire season, but like a two-part finale. Okay. All right. I do enjoy a little bit of time travel here and there. It was neat that they introduced it. And uh, they also do a thing where... So, I guess you could call it fantasy light, because it's not like Game of Thrones, where suddenly you're in this world, you have to learn everything. Like I said before, I mean, you already know who Snow White is. You know who, like, Belle is or Robin Hood. You know who all these people are. So when they show up... Humpty Dumpty. Who is there? 
Uh, he has not been because it's not nursery rhymes. It's fairy oh. tales. <laughs> no, sorry, I have trouble distinguishing the difference between the two. Because because of the way it works, what part of the fun is is guessing that guy's important. I wonder which person it could be from my fairy tale knowledge. Mm. Instead of I don't know who this is, it must be someone I need to read lore about. Or something like you that. You think at some point, like in a future season, there's like a like a nursery rhyme world. There, there always could be. I think okay. the way they always say is like their world has always existed and happened, but their lives were just written down in a book, and that is what we always knew. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. That sounds good. I, I was I was conflating it with uh, with fables. That's why. Oh yeah. Well, I was thinking of there being that. a, you know, because. Fables is, a, is, a, is like a similar setup with uh, like fairy tale people living in like a modern day setting. You got your Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, uh, you know, Big Bad Wolf. But then there's also like Humpty Dumpty and you know Georgie Porgy and stuff like that. Oh, so. yeah. oh yeah, that, yeah, uh, yeah. I forgot about that game and comic book. Yeah, yeah, that does it a little bit differently. This doesn't have any nursery rhymes so far that I can tell. Uh, okay. Most of it is like Disney property stuff, but a lot of it also isn't. There's, I mean, just not as much, I guess. Like there's some Hansel and Gretel stuff. There's uh, well, Rumpelstiltskin was never a Disney movie, so there's that. They do a bunch of stuff like that. It is neat though. I recommend you check it out, especially if you liked Lost. I do like Lost. It's a good little like. I miss Lost. I wish I had a show that was kind of like it. Well, here you go. Hmm. Uh, oh, if you don't know people who are in it, um, Hurley from Lost is in it. Uh, not not like main stars. Only main star who's in it is Claire. I'm just going by their character names, so it's easy to remember. Uh, Widmore is in a few episodes. I hear Juliet's going to be in some episodes, but I haven't seen those yet. Uh, and all sorts of people have been in the show. Fisher Fisher Stevens, does he show up? Which one's Fisher Stevens? I can't, I can't remember what his character's name was in Lawton. Uh, and lost. He was. He was on the freighter. He was the radio guy on the freighter. Uh, oh, was he? Oh man. And then, and then in the Flash Sideways, he was like Desmond's, uh, like limo driver. Oh, I didn't know he was in it. Yeah. It's Fisher Stevens. Oh. Man, why Minkowski? Minkowski. Oh yeah, that's his name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he he has not been in it that I've seen. Maybe I just didn't notice, and he was. Fisher Stevens is a. Uh, very, very, very uh, stealthy actor. He could have slipped in there, and you would have never known. Oh, that is true. Oh, uh, Rebecca Mater was in it some. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm trying to think who else. Oh, uh, the spinoff show, which is not on Netflix, but is okay sometimes. Uh, Saeed, he's in the spinoff as the main antagonist, Jafar. Sounds good. Sounds like a lot of lost alum alumni getting uh getting work yeah it, yeah good show check it out i shall i'll write it down in my to check out list Ooh. <laughs> so it's what right under it's right under 45 seasons of supernatural oh there are a bunch of those i need to watch that eventually so what have you been watching uh not much not much i uh the the one thing I've been kind of keeping up with week to week is the new uh, Rob Thomas series, the creator of Veronica Mars. Uh, he's got a new show called I Zombie. Oh, I Carly sequel. Yep, I Carly. Yep, yep. No, no, I, I understand after the she dies. Yep, the I Carly Zombie, of course. 
No, no, I get the confusion. It's an awful name for a show, just terrible. How'd that happen? The terrible name. Yeah. I, it's based on um, it's based on a Vertigo uh, comic book, which is uh, it's a DC print. Um, I don't know if the comic was named I Zombie. I'm not sure. Maybe it tested well. People are like people like lowercase eyes in front of regular words. I thought that Apple would have had some kind of uh, trademark on that. On lowercase eyes? Yeah. In front of regular words? No, I guess not. I guess not. You would have thought. Maybe they're sponsored. Mm, maybe. That's that's why all the characters are always using iPhones. Follow the oh, money bin. Explains everything. Mm-hmm. And also, they're always using Apple Newtons. Are they? <laughs> yeah. Is that a thing? Was it, or was, it, was it the Newt? Was it the Newt? I do not what was that? Oh, man. What was that weird handheld computer they had back in, like, the 90s? I didn't know they did. Apple... Mm-hmm. I, I, I was overreaching for that one. That wasn't a reference I was quite ready to pull out. Uh, but uh, let me just give you a quick uh, rundown of the the, the, the the plot, the premise, if you will, of the show. It's about a uh, it's about, it's about a lady, young lady. Uh, it's a doctor um, who... Who goes to a goes to a party and gets infected by a zombie virus? She's a zombie. So that sounds stupid. It's one of those things where, like, like as I'm watching it, I'm like, I shouldn't enjoy this as much as I do. But there's something about it. It has, uh, it just has kind of that same, um, kind of that same flavor as, as Veronica Mars did, where it's it's just fun. It's it's a fun light thing to watch, even though there's so many zombies and dead people. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so she gets she becomes a zombie and um, she she kind of falls out of touch with her family and is real isolated and eventually gets a job, um, you know, working at a morgue and then that way she has she has access to brains. She, oh. she has to she has to eat brains or she'll turn into like a feral zombie and like lose control. How does but, she hide um, that she's a zombie? Uh, she she uh, uses like spray on tan. I, I don't know. Okay. In the the world in in the in the lore of this show, um, zombies are just like really pale and have blonde hair. That is weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and when she when she eats somebody's brain, she gains uh, some of their characteristics, some of their attributes. Um, oh, like uh, like Walter White. Yep, exactly. Just like anytime Walter White ate a brain. He would uh, get get the, uh, some of that person's attributes. You're right, exactly like that. Um, but yeah, and uh, she also has occasional visions from that person. Like she'll she'll hear a phrase or see a thing, and that'll, that'll trigger like a a memory that that person had. And it's a it's a, it's a very convoluted premise. And then uh, she she ends up uh, teaming up with a with a detective and tells him that she's a psychic. So it's kind of, there's like a psych angle where she's pretending to be a psychic, even though she's a zombie that can read people, like read people's memories by eating their brains. It's weird. It's a really weird show. It's a weird premise, but uh, I, I've been, I've been really enjoying it. It's a lot of, a lot of fun. Well, well written. It does sound interesting. I did not yeah, know that yeah. about it. Now I want to watch it. It's not, um, you know, it's, it's, very, it's not very serialized right now. There's like a little element that goes episode to episode, but it's it feels very one and done at this point. Um, like you just watch it, it's kind of like a procedural. 
like it's like watching out Law and Order, I guess. It's the same thing where you get like this is the case this week, and she's gonna eat this brain, and now she's a brilliant artist, or like oh now she she ate this person's brain and uh, she was pregnant, and now she has this overwhelming maternal instinct. How um, long does she get the abilities and memories for? Like, will she always be a it, good artist now? It, no, when she eats another brain, it resets. Oh, okay. It's I just thought she last... was getting more and more and more abilities, and yeah. that's become and, awesome. And, yeah, and eventually she just becomes limitless. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yeah. No, no, you only you only uh, have the abilities of one brain at a time. Oh. What if she ate two at once? Like, mix them together in a know. blender or something. Mm, maybe they're saving that for the finale. Okay. They can get into all sorts of fun stuff like this. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, um, you know, I guess eventually, I don't know, I don't know how many, like, different different brains they can have her eat. I mean, it seems like eventually you'll run dry, but uh, they, they've been mixing it up pretty well so far. It's going to have a 13-episode first season, and it's already been renewed for a second season, so that's cool. Ooh. What if she eats a baby's brain? Seems a uh, seems a bit grim. I don't I don't think the show's willing to go there. <laughs> uh, I don't know much about the show yet, so I don't know what it would and wouldn't do. It is a um yeah it, it is a network television show on the oh. CW. Oh, CW's been pumping out some good stuff recently. Yeah, yeah, surprisingly, right? That's uh... yeah, wh- when did that start? When did they start appealing to more than just like teenage girls? I don't know. I don't know. And don't get me wrong. I'm sure teenage girls would love iZombie. Oh, yeah, but a lot of their, some, or from at least what I knew of their old popular stuff, seemed to be primarily for that demographic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe they, maybe there was a, like a, like a new studio head at some point or something that, like, we need to really, we really need to, like, grab the mainstream audience. Yeah, I'm not sure. They've been, they've been kind of killing it lately, yeah, Supernatural still does, but it's a really awesome show on its own. So it's not like primarily teenage girls, and then Flash and Arrow are out, and wow, those those are are really good right now too. Yeah, yeah, I really I really enjoyed uh, the first twelve episodes of Flash. Whatever I saw, I really liked, and I'll catch up on it eventually. I think by now it's okay to go ahead and say just start season two of Arrow on its own. First season doesn't really matter; it's mm. not as good. Season okay. two is the good one. Mm. Okay, I might do that. I might start. Season two of Arrow. The, thing, the problem with Arrow. Okay, Ben. Here's the thing about Arrow. They immediately set the bar way higher than they should have because I, if I, I'm like, I could be mistaken. I believe the opening shot of the entire series is Deathstroke's mask. Is, oh, yeah. is that is that correct? It is. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be great. Ah, Deathstroke. And there's no Deathstroke yet. I can I just jump to where Deathstroke is? Can you just give me an episode number? I thought there was. I hadn't gotten to it yet. Well, and a lot of it is, it's not just that Deathstroke's there. It's just saying this is he's part of the universe and setting up stuff that way. And as far as I have read so far, they kind of try to do like a two seasons go together thing. So the first season is a lot of setup, mostly. I mean, stuff happens and characters get developed. So maybe you should at least watch the season one finale and just start there. I'm sure there's a previously on in there. That will okay. tell you all that really matters. And then you get to see that the characters are a lot less terrible than they started off as. And well, actually, you just now started getting to the to the episodes where they start getting good. You've already put in the hard part of the show, watching okay, up to episode so I, 10 or 12 or wherever you are. So I should, I just, I should just continue where I'm at. Yeah, you could try that, because you got introduced to like a cool villain finally, and uh, Felicity started existing more. And that's when it starts getting better. 
yeah, I feel like I have to get invested in it at some point. If for no other reason than I'm really enjoying The Flash, and they insist on crossing over every few episodes. So yeah. I, to really get the most out of it, I need to understand who these people are, I guess. That, that would help. But yeah, so that, those are good too. That's part of my channel surfing unofficially. Because when I get caught up, I might talk about that more. But I'm about okay, halfway you're... through each of their newest seasons. Oh, you haven't seen the finale of Arrow? Yeah, uh, Arrow or Flash? No, I'm. Ha- oh. I got to the, I think the the December finales, and that's where we took okay. a break. All right, it's a good place to stop. Okay, so let's take a quick break and pick up in listener feedback. Welcome to America's favorite podcast game show. It's time to play this or that. No. Give a warm welcome to this week's host, Ben Benson. That, that's not my name, but my name is Ben, and I am here to say... No, wait. Are you no. happy? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm here to say, I have a game that you want to play. And that's the that's end of this rap. I like it. Okay. Well... If you haven't heard the past one, this or that, I will give seven things that are either this or they are that. Now, your two topics this time are characters from Law & Order SVU. Mm. Oh, that's tough. I have not seen any of that show. Or serial killers with more than 30 kills. Wow. Okay. All right. That's tough. That's tough. I might, I might be able to name two of those, but I are could be wrong. Are you two Ted Bundy and John Wayne Gacy? Yeah. Those are not on my list. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Those are not on my list. All right. Are you ready? Uh, oof, I, feel, I feel I feel like this is going to be ugly, but uh, yes. If I get all of them right, what do I win? Uh, you will not be murdered by one of the people on the list. Does that mean if I do miss some of them, I will be murdered by one of the people on the list? You either and might be, or you might have to go to jail. And will the person that murders me be one of the serial killers or one of the Law & Order characters? It'll be one of the serial... Maybe you'll get framed for one of the serial killings, and, like, Olivia Benson or something will have to put you in jail for an SVU crime. Okay. As long as I don't get murdered by Ice-T, I couldn't... My heart couldn't take that. That would not be fun. I'll set the timer... All right, Gary Ridgway. That, uh, Gary Ridgway. That sounds like a Law & Order character. Nope, that's a killer. Donald Cragen. Oh, Donald Cragen. Definitely, definitely a Law & Order character. Yes. Uh, Daniel Camargo. That doesn't sound like a name a television writer would come up with, so I'm going to go with Serial Killer. Yes. Dominic Carisi. Dominic Carisi. It's, uh, you know, it's, it rolls, rolls off the tongue well. has a good flow to it. I could see, see somebody playing a Dominic Carisi, uh, so I'll go with Serial Killer. No, Law & Order character. I I, I, I I think I meant to say that. I lost at the end there. Okay, continue. Too late. Michael Cutter. Michael Cutter, uh, uh, famous serial killer known for dismembering bodies. Michael Cutter. Nope. Law and Order. Oh. Alexander Pachushkin. Uh, that's the uh, character played by Chris Maloney on Law and Order. Nope. That's Elliot Stabler. That's a killer. Not Elliot Stabler. Oh. Alexander. Finn Tutuola. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say uh, serial killer. That one is Ice T. What? Wait, That's what was that name? Finn Tutuola. Finn Tutuola. That's his character name on SVU. Is Finn short for like Phineas? Uh, or Finway? Finley? His name is Odafin. Odafin Tutuola. Odafin. Oh, cool name. Okay. See, if you if you'd said Odafin, I would have known. Oh, well, time's up. So. Ah, man. How many did I get? You got two of them right. You got two the Donald and the Daniel. Two out of seven, correct. So you might be murdered or framed for murder and then put in jail Oof. by the SVU team. Oof, man. Man, that's, uh, that was a tough one, Ben. That was a rough break for me. Donald Cragen or Cragen, who got right, is their chief. I do not know who Daniel Camargo is. He's a killer, though, so that's why I don't know. Looks like he was a child murderer and killed 72 people in Colombia and Ecuador. Ooh, oh, wow. It's terrible. Awful, awful. Yeah, it is. Gary Widgeway, U.S. He's a truck painter who killed, who said he killed 71 women. Also, he is a Green River killer. Wow, I, you know, I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a bold stand here on the podcast. It might be controversial. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say uh, that's, that's that's not good, Ben. That's that's no. uh, terrible. That's terrible. And the other killer, Alexander Petrushkin, in Russia, was known as the chessboard killer. Did he kill people with chessboards? No, no, no. <laughs> Did he kill people and then like stuff their bodies and then use them on a life-size chessboard? I, it does not say that here. It says he mostly bad. killed that homeless was... men, just like you do. No, what? I've never murdered any homeless man. Well, you you sure do meet a bunch of them. Oh, I he's, do. he's called that because his his aim was to kill sixty-four people. The number of squares on a chessboard. Is that was that why that was his aim? Is that was that his logic going into it? <laughs> it does not say on this Wikipedia, but he said he later recanted and said that he would have kept killing if he had not been stopped. Sure, yeah, of course, yeah. He filled two chessboards, maybe even three chessboards. Oh, he also liked chess. Oh, okay. Well, of course. And he was an outstanding genius chess player against generally elderly men. That's a weird thing to say. <laughs> wait, wait. He, he was an outstanding chess player generally against elderly men. Like, if you were to play, like, a young woman, he uh, wouldn't, wouldn't stand up. But, He'd be uh, terrible then. Just, like, generally elderly men. I guess that's what it is. Well, I guess that's all of this uh, show this time. Check out next week when we do something else. Listener feedback in which we do not have any feedback. If you'd like to write into the show, our email address is happycastfeedback at gmail.com. Shoot us an email, send us a voice message, hit us up on Twitter at happycast, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, uh, give us a call. Voicemail number is 77 happy none. Instagram, happy pod. Is that what's our Instagram? Happycast podcast. Mm hmm. Okay, all right, it's good. And I'm forgetting something. Uh, tell a friend about the show. Leave an iTunes review. And that's it. It's all of our contact info. That's it. You, yeah, yeah, you covered pretty much everything that I can think of. Cool. Very good. 
So, with no feedback to cover, I suppose that does it for this edition of Happy Cast. It is. Yes, it does. I, I assume. So, I would like to thank you guys for joining us, and we hope we'll catch you next time. Until then, remember, keep happy. Yeah, that went pretty well. Yeah, not a bad podcast, if I do say so myself. Maybe so if I you... shouldn't. Oh, well, never stopped me before. Yeah, well, we have every episode for the past several episodes. They've all been good. So have you guys decided whether or not he's guilty? Because he is. Actually, I still think he's innocent, but my life has been threatened, so I'm going to go with guilty. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, Howard Dean's coming around. Regis changed his mind. Regis thinks he's guilty now. Shut up, Regis. Wait, you thought that before, though. Uh, <laughs> Regis is confused. Regis shouldn't be in the same room for more than an hour. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Well, let's just go to the judge and let him know that we have come to a conclusion. A con- no, not a convict. A, a Conviction. Conviction. <laughs> We've come to a deliberation. We've come to a verdict. Verdict, that's it. We've come to a verdict. <laughs> <laughs> we we seem we seem drastically underqualified <laughs> to be on a jury. Well, we're the only ones in Happy Town. That's true. All right. All rise. I hereby sentence you, Chad Snyder, to life in prison. Chad Snyder. You ain't gonna survive in prison for very long.